Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence of Roots Bay Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. My sheet is all backwards today. Normally I do Iowa at the top down to the bottom. Not so today. It's just all over the place. Homecomings and call-ups. Homecomings and call-ups is today's title. We're going to start in the middle of the page with Iowa. I'm going to start at the end of the game. I'm going to start at the end of the game because Alex Cohen, some people wonder why is it that Tim likes Alex Cohen as a, um, as an announcer, as a person on Twitter, as all that kind of stuff. Why, why is it that, is it, what's the reasoning behind it? Ian Hamilton, who back a number of years ago, I had wondered about possibly the Cubs acquiring on, on, on Twitter, on um, waivers is closing out games for the St. Paul Saints. He closed out the game on Tuesday. He closed out the game on Thursday. He closed out the game on Saturday night. And Alex Cohen, because again, he is the eyes, he is the ears, he is the everything for the person tuning in. Said Ian Hamilton very much looks like a major league pitcher now. Not not a Cubs prospect. Some people say he's not even a prospect prospect. But Ian Hamilton is doing well because Alex's job, Alex's job is to call the game and call the series. Six game series. You've seen him three times. He looks like a major league pitcher. There you go. Alex Cohen, if you listen to him long enough, you'll learn things. You'll learn things that you don't learn if you're not listening to the game. Following him on Twitter is about essential, but if you really want to learn things, really want to learn things, really want to learn things, then you might want to tune into Iowa games. And it, What's fun about, what's convenient about Iowa games Iowa is the westernmost Cubs affiliate. South Bend often plays East Coast time. Myrtle Beach always plays East Coast time. Tennessee, eh, 50-50. I don't even think they know if they're East Coast or not. Uh, I bunch of 6 o'clock games there, though. So by the time the other games are ending, 6th inning, 7th inning, 8th inning, ninth inning, okay, oh, that, that game's over. You know, let's say I'm starting with South Bend. South Bend gets over, check on Tennessee, check on Myrtle Beach, whatever. By the time those three games get over, the game that's left is Iowa. The game that's left is Iowa. So I flip over to Alex Cohen, who gives me three innings worth of, well, here's how the bullpens are looking. And Luis Lugo started, I didn't listen to Luis Lugo's portion of the game because I was elsewhere. I'll get to that presently. Alex said he is four inning, seven hit, two walk, five strikeout, six run, six earned performance. Was not nearly as bad as it looked in the box score. I'm sure you've seen games like that where, you know, he really didn't pitch that badly. But the bloop fell in, the two out single dropped instead of getting caught, and it just happened. Um, Lugo was making his first AAA start, possibly his first AAA appearance. I'm not sure on that. Um, 
I don't think he is a September call-up. But at least with Luis Lugo going four innings in his first start, they can plug him in in Iowa as a rotation guy the rest of the season, and he shouldn't collapse. Brendan, Brandon, Brendan, this guy's name has always given me trouble. It shouldn't, but it has. Brendan Little. It's Brendan with a D-O-N. Brendan Little. Struggled, 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 struggled very much, very heavily, very mightily. His first couple of years, he was just, I'll use the term bad. He wasn't getting people out. He was walking people. He wasn't advancing. Jamie Vermilia shows up in Advanced A this year. And suddenly, Brendan Little, among others, figured out a whole bunch of stuff. Now, Brendan Little is in AAA. Today was his AAA debut. Two innings pitch, two hits, one walk, two strikeouts. Alex Cohen was very impressed. And I think I was here in 95. I think I was hearing 95, but if somebody is hollering at their computer, no, you stupid fool, the number was... Okay, fine, whatever. But no, Little was pitching rather well. And one of the things with looking at pitchers in August and September, one of the things with looking at pitchers in August and September, you want to be patient. You want to give them their 6, 8, 10, however many outings. You want to give them the chance to succeed or fail. You want them to know they're getting the ball the next time. So then if something happens, they don't hang their head and say, oh, shoot, now I'm going to get released. You want them to know that they're going to have another chance. You want them to know that they're going to have another chance. However, at some point, if the team decides, you know what, this guy, he's not going to do it. He's not going to get it done. He's not worth a 40-man roster spot over the offseason, as far as the relievers. As far as the uh, Jake Jewell, as far as Ryan Meisinger, as far you know, any of those guys who are fighting for a roster spot. Maybe they'll get one over the offseason. Maybe they will not. If it gets to the point where, you know what? This guy's not going to do it. He's not going to get it. He's not worth a 40-man roster spot over the offseason. And yes, you can break my smartphone into a thousand pieces if I'm wrong. If you ever get to that point, yes, I, I'm completely willing to put my entire reputation on this guy is not going to be worth having. If you're ever willing to do that, then yeah, you let a guy go especially the relievers, not necessarily the starters, the relievers, though. And you can call up a Brendan Little. You can call up an Ethan Roberts. Of course, that's going to um, stick a pin in the Iowa bullpen a little bit further, but they're kind of used to that now. Um, a Beatal Avellino, two for two, runs scored, RBI, two walks. Jared Young, 4-1-1-2, a two-run home run. Um, Iowa sent up four successive pinch hitters in the ninth inning. Yeah, it was four. Uh, Alfonso Rivas, 
two strikes, seven game hitting streak on the line. Line's a single. <laughs> what new? <laughs> Alfonso Rivas can just flat out hit. He belongs on the 40 man roster over the offseason. Um, other players still are going to be fighting for whether they belong or not. Alfonso Rivas can hang out in Iowa and he deserves it. He's earned it. He has drawn a 40 man roster spot over the offseason. The other guys, it's still up in the air. The other guys, you can still argue over. Um, St. Paul Saints win 7-4. to four. Is there anything else I missed on that one? I don't think so. Tennessee was supposed to have a doubleheader. They had a singleheader that went seven innings. Cam Sanders, six innings, 90 pitches, seven hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, five strikeouts, one home run surrendered. I'm already on the... I have no idea what to tell you about Cam Sanders' bus because he, he I, I, I really have no idea. Uh, he, he's, he'll be zooming along just fine, then he'll have that six-run inning. I can't explain things. I don't know. He was fine today. Stat Kobos finally deserved a call-up. Remember how he's talking about call-ups? And Scott Kobos, one inning, one strikeout, no runs, nothing, 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 nothing. Scott Kobos, 0.00 ERA in Tennessee. And in case I've never said this before, if you're doing well in Tennessee, there's a very realistic chance you can possibly play at the major league level. Chase Strumpf, 2-4-3, runs scored. I think I saw that he's above 200 finally. For those of you who are interested in those kinds of things, somebody's flashing his August um, slash line. That was quite impressive. I think he's like over 900 OPS for August. If it's coming around for Chase Strumpf, that's very good to see. Uh, Tennessee loses three to one. I think that game is on, is on or was on um, marquee tonight on tape delay. South Bend, South Bend, South Bend. Anderson Espinoza was acquired for Jake Marisnik. Jake Marisnik with San Diego is 2 for 19. 2 for 19 is not very good. The Cubs got Anderson Espinoza in return. I listened to the first two innings, and then I remembered I had something I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely had to do. Took off, came back, expecting to have heard that Anderson Espinoza... I, I, I just dig the name. It just it just works. Um, I was expecting him to be done after three innings, because that's protocol. Anderson Espinoza pitches three innings, gets hooked, whether he's earned it or not, whether it should have happened or not. I think he had three and a third one time, but I was expecting eh, two, three innings because that's what they do. So I go take care of my stuff, come back, and my um, computer is still going. And Anderson Espinosa, five innings, one hit, three walks, no runs allowed, seven strikeouts. That'll work. Coming in in replacement for Anderson Espinosa for the sixth inning was Bailey Horn. Two innings, one hit, one walk, one run, one strikeout. He sounded a little bit um, scatterarm in his first inning. Second inning, much better. 
uh, talking with somebody who um, gets it, is <laughs> commenting how when you come to a new organization, sometimes it takes right away, but sometimes it really doesn't because you have to find a catcher or two catchers that get what you're doing and can understand where the balls move and all that kind of stuff. It's not just a matter of um, you show up and darn catcher, you're supposed to catch the ball where I'm putting it takes it takes a lot of getting used to a new pitcher. So as um, as fun as it would be for a pitcher to walk in and automatically have um, complete rapport with all of the catchers in the organization, it really doesn't work that way. You need to build rapport with pitchers and catchers. And uh, Bailey Horn had a good outing today. That'll work. Eduarniel Nunez, two innings pitched, one hit, one run. No, no earned runs, two walks, one strikeout. Eduarniel Nunez, he's one of those 97-98 guys. Um, the South Bend offense... Tyler Derna, two for four, run scored, run driven in. Jonathan Perlaza, three for four, run scored. Bryce Windham, two for four, two run homer. Um, Liam Spence, one for three, run scored, walk drawn. South Bend wins four to two. Nico Horner is scheduled to appear. On Sunday for South Bend in a rehab assignment. It's really kind of easy for him to get from Chicago to South Bend. A little bit more difficult for him to get from South Bend, or from Chicago to Minneapolis, playing St. Paul. So they probably figured, hey, you can go over probably DH, get in a couple of at-bats, lead off, get into at bats, then drive back home. You know, just just get a little bit of something in, and then um, next week, figure out a different assignment. Just get him, start getting him ready to come back. My guess, my guess, my guess on Nico Horner, he will be activated on September the 1th. That would be my guess. I could be entirely off on that. But if he's added on September 1st, he doesn't have to steal anybody's roster spot. Again, that would be my guess. Um, the big story of the day, though, the big story, big story, big story, big story. There's kind of two, but really there's only one. DJ Hers is from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I don't know where Fayetteville, North Carolina is. I'll be totally honest. But um, Fayetteville has a minor league team. Wouldn't it be cool to have a minor league team and you know, a minor league player? And Could you ever like go back and visit? Well, yeah. Myrtle Beach is playing the Fayetteville Woodpeckers this week. And Saturday has recently been Hers Day. So DJ Hers pitched four innings against the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. Four innings. One hit, no runs. I think it was three walks, ten strikeouts. He was fantastic. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, now that he's had that, I really don't see a whole lot of a need 
for him to be in Myrtle Beach any longer. He had his game at home. I, it, it, all things even, all things, uh, all other things under consideration, if there's that one opportunity for DJ Hers to pitch one game in his home city, oh yeah, you got to let him do that. You got to let him do that if it's even remotely possible. It was on the schedule, da 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 He pitched on Saturday, four innings, 10 strikes, uh, 10 strikeouts. Now, get him the heck out of there. Get him up to South Bend. That's where he ought to be pitching. In the Myrtle Beach game, uh, Yohindrik Piango, two for three, two runs scored, two walks. That's a good game. Kevin Made, two for five. Josue Uma, two for three, run scored, walk. The fun thing about minor league baseball is... The final score really doesn't matter. The final score, really, yeah, you want to win, you want to win. When hers left, Myrtle Beach was leading four to nothing. Um, let's see, Porter Hodge gave up two runs in relief. Bailey Reed gave up two runs. There's there's a run I'm missing somewhere, but uh, either way, Riley Martin came in in relief between Porter Hodge and Bailey Reed. Riley Martin is a guy who the Cubs have drafted in round six in the 2021 draft. Signed him for a $1,000 signing bonus. Ooh, wow, that's a whole lot. Um, Riley Martin already paid his value to the Cubs by signing for $1,000. Whether he does anything or not, He's already paid off. He, he's already been worth it simply off of that and allowing the Cubs to be able to sign some other players. Well, Riley Martin apparently didn't get the mess, the memo that he's not supposed to be any good. Inning in two thirds, one hit, no runs, no walks, two strikeouts. Riley Martin might actually be a thing going forward. Um, filthy curveball. And. What happens at the minor league level? Once you show you're better than that level there, whatever level that is, once you've shown you're better than that level there, it's simply a matter of time and a matter of, oh, what's the word I want to use? Um, um, Logistics? Yeah, that's the word I think I want. It's a matter of time and it's a matter of logistics before you're up to the next level. And Riley Martin, inning and a third, one hit, no walks, two strikeouts. No, um, I don't think there's any need for Riley Martin to go to South Bend in 2021. I don't think there's any need for that. It's only like four more series left. Um, but if he's already showing that out of Quincy University, he's better than low A. I will repeat that. If out of Quincy University, he's showing that he's already better than low A, well, you know what that means next year, don't you? If he's healthy, he's high A. If you're high A, you're one step from double A, and if you produce in double A, you might be a major leaguer. There's not that many levels. There's just not that many levels. If 
you do well at one level, you get promoted. And you're either doing better than, breaking even with, or getting pounded by a level. So far, Riley Martin, not too darn bad. Myrtle Beach loses 5-4. to four. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a rip. DJ Hers pitched fantastically well. Riley Martin, wow. If he accidentally on the Fangraphs list becomes like a 35 or a 35 plus or a 40 for a thousand dollar signing bonus, goodness, somebody did some good scouting at Quincy University. One tiny little other bit of thing. Um, the Mace Cubs got slaughtered, hog slaughtered, but. James Triantos, 3 for 4. He's hitting 281. On the box score, it shows the batting average. It doesn't show the OPS. I'd tell you the OPS, but it doesn't show the OPS. James Triantos should not be hitting 281 at the rookie league level. He shouldn't. He, he should not be that good this soon. But if James Triantos is hitting 281 at the rookie league level now and he keeps that kind of crap up, you know where he's going to go, don't you? Next year, you know where he's going to go, don't you? They're not going to send him back to Mesa. <laughs> There's only up you can go from there. Uh, yeah, if Triantos keeps hitting, eventually he's going to be in Myrtle Beach. Probably not this year, probably next year. But players that produce, they move up. Players that produce, they move up. Players that produce, they move up. Uh, Ismael Mena, two for four, two RBIs. Um, Edgar Gamar... Now I can't even read it. Edgar Gamargo. Um... Two for three today with a walk. He's hitting 500. He's a catcher out of Guatire, Venezuela. Guatire, Venezuela. Um, yeah. Having extra catchers that can play and hit and all that kind of stuff, that's kind of cool. One thing on the way out the door, Owen Casey, two for four. Rumor has it, rumor has it, rumor has it. I'm still calling it rumor. Other people are calling it fact. I'm still calling it rumor. Owen Casey is going to Myrtle Beach rather soon. Myrtle Beach plays on Sunday. I doubt, I doubt, I doubt Casey plays on Saturday in Mesa and plays Monday. I doubt he plays Saturday in Mesa and Sunday in Myrtle Beach. I doubt that. I doubt that. It could happen. He could end up on the bench, uh, you know, on the roster, on the bench, uh, you know, there in case they need a pinch hitter or whatever. Or it could be he is going to be there on Tuesday. But either or, I would not bet my chip. Paycheck on Owen Casey being in Myrtle Beach on Tuesday. Good to go, but I might bet your paycheck on it. 
Um, I, I had somebody who I, I used to work with. I, I would use that line quite regularly with her. Boy, she hated it. No, I won't bet my paycheck on it, but I bet yours. Well, she's a little bit squirrely anyway. Um, So, yeah, it does sound like Owen Casey will be in Myrtle Beach at least for a brief while for the last portion of the season. So we can see, how's he going to do against better pitching? You know, how many times have I said it? If you're kicking the crap out of one league, move the heck up. Uh... Makes more room for Christian Franklin in Arizona. Because when I look at the Arizona lineup, the Mesa Cubs lineup, I look at the bench. I, I don't even look at the lineup so much. It's like, okay, who's not playing today? Oh, okay, Preciado's not playing today. Christian Franklin's not playing today. Why can't there be another team? So these guys can actually be playing games. Um... For a game, for a day, the Cubs Red and Cubs Blue played, Christian Hernan, Christian Hernandez did not play. He had the day off. Um, I think Pedro Ramirez had a hit or two. It was like three to two game. Um, not nothing too much of a groundswell in that one, but the uh. So basically, of the teams that could win or lose, it was a one and four day. Only one team won. But the truth of the matter is, it's a fantastic day. It was a fantastic day. DJ Hers is ready for South Bend. Somebody was saying something that I kind of disagree with. Ah, screw South Bend. Send him to Tennessee. Now I, I I think send him to South Bend because that's the way you ought to do it. Step by step, give the player the opportunity to show at the next level. I think there's enough things that hers has to work on still um, that South Bend for uh, the rest of this season makes sense. And then the next season, let him start in South Bend to work up to 70, 80 pitches, whatever. Uh, mildly surprised that he wasn't sent out for the fifth because the last two starts hers had been at 77 pitches and he left today with like, I want to say 63 pitches. So he still had a good 15 pitches before he was going to hit his previous high. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't send him out for the fifth inning. But maybe it was just a case of, dude, you're done. You know that you you have nothing left to prove here, and I wouldn't argue with that at all. DJ Hers belongs in South Bend. One of the fun things about the minor leagues, one of the very fun things about the minor leagues, whichever team it is you're following, all thirty organizations have guys that are kicking butt. They're certain level. Regardless which organization, yeah, that guy, he shouldn't be here. He should move up a level. It, he's just he, he's just absolutely slaughtering low A, move him to high A. He's absolutely humiliating double A. Get him to triple A now. And regardless which organization you're in, there are players like that. Which is why it's so funny when somebody... Um, Ah, somebody who is a minor league rube 
and has no idea what's really going on, says, I know that team over there, they don't have anybody that's any good. What? The only way you have nobody that's any good if you're in a minor league system is if everybody in every single one of your systems is getting hog slaughtered by the other team. Who's your best hitter? Oh, well, we have this one guy that's hitting 143. He's really good. You know, unless that's like your best guy, 143, but he doesn't draw any walks. Yeah, but he's hit two home runs. He's like, no. It, Teams don't have that happen. Teams always have players who, this guy probably belongs to the next level. This guy is doing really well. Let's move him up. And the more players you have who are doing that, the better, the more healthy your system is. So let's imagine Owen Casey will be with Myrtle Beach on Tuesday. Let's just assume that's correct. There's a whole lot of outfielders in Myrtle Beach. There's a whole lot of outfielders in Myrtle Beach. You might want to move somebody up to South Bend. Maybe Jordan Wogu, maybe Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Sierra. Maybe both of those two. Then, if you're moving both of those two up, you might as well move somebody up from South Bend to Tennessee. Like maybe uh, Jonathan Perlaza who's doing really well. Move him up to Tennessee. So now you're not stealing anybody's at-bats. Then you get Brennan Davis, who's in Tennessee for no apparent reason. Uh, Move him up to Iowa, and then everybody is now being challenged. Everybody is being challenged. If you have another guy who's shredding at a level, it's a whole lot better if you can move players up and when they... when the guy gets from low A to high A, move somebody from high A to double A, somebody from double A to triple A, and um, then you're not so much stealing at-bats from people. Uh, at some point, somebody's going to lose some at-bats somewhere, but you're better off stealing at-bats from a 35-year-old in triple A than you are from a 20-year-old in A-ball, at least the way I see it. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, Owen Casey is going to double A. Hopefully, Nico Horner is ready to start kicking butt again on September the 1th. And since we're talking about the parent club, here are the current updates. The Rockies Rockies and the Diamondbacks have a game pending. So their numbers will change within the next hour, hour and a half. Rockies, 10, 459. Royals, 9, 443. Twins, 8, 435. Nationals, 7, 434. Cubs, 6, 432. Marlins, 5. 411. Now here's where it gets moderately interesting. Rangers, no, Pirates, 4, 358. They're creeping up. Rangers, 3, 350. They're creeping up. Diamondbacks are bad, 333. Orioles are horrible, 311. So, um, 
The Cubs are sixth. I think somehow they find a way to five. Uh, people have been asking me, so, so can they get to four? Can they get to three? I really don't think it's even so much that. It's more, I, I, I really think with this draft, five. Being at five would be very useful. Yeah, if the Cubs end up going oh in the rest of the season, then they might get to three or four. But I don't think that's all that important. The way this draft looks, if the Cubs are at five, they're in great shape for this draft. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you're having a great weekend. Be safe. Be nice to others. And the Smokies have a doubleheader tomorrow. See, you might as well try to find a game to watch somewhere somehow. Have a great day.